In this episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark, and joined by my dear friend and colleague, Sam Robertson, you are going to get liberated to demonstrate the power of God. And we are as bold as to say to you, it is the day of demonstration or withering and dying. What options? Join us in this episode of What the Prophets Say. Hello, family in podcast land, and welcome to another episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. And once again in the studio, I am joined by... Sam Robertson. Sam Robertson, our Scottish prophet. Yeah. And of course, we are delighted to be recording live in Glasgow, in Scotland, in the studio here together. And, you know, the the joy of this is that we get to be right where you are Mm. with you, bringing the word of the Lord. And as prophets, our responsibility is to lean in and uh, we would say curry up. Yeah, curry in. Korean. That's a, what does Korean mean to Korean. the not? It's a very snuggle. S- snuggle. Yeah, come in close. Snuggle right in. I was going to say Korean to God, yeah. but snuggling to God doesn't sound quite Korean as majestic. Yes, <laughs> okay. yes. Come right in close. Lean in, lean in. Lean we in. are supposed to lean into God on your behalf and hear his voice yeah. and then lay that at your feet. You're supposed to wait and test it as scripture commands, test the spirits and to say, whoo, you know, I'm going to believe the prophets and I'm going to prosper because of that. Totally. That's Second Chronicles 2020. 2020. That believe the prophet, I'm not quoting you the Old Testament, believe the prophet and you will prosper or you will advance or you will break through. And the more the sense in that scripture, not of like some kind of prospering in an earthly measurement of that but I believe the prophet and as I hold on to what they say I come into great advancing I come into the timing of God I come into a courage with what he's doing in this season and I am one who therefore is not left behind so that's why you need prophets in your life because they are really responsible for the rhythmic timings of God in the earth Mm. so that you are always in his favour, always in his blessing, always in his anointing because you understand what he's doing in the earth. Absolutely. And, you know, we we know from Amos that God doesn't do anything until he reveals it first to his servants, the prophets. And so even as you listen to what we're going to prophesy, what we're going to discuss, you're actually giving God permission to then act in your life uh, according to the seasons that that we are in as the people of God. And so as we discuss these, I want you to be, as our listeners, as our family, our global family who, who listen to what the prophets say, I want you to be open not just to receive information but revelation that actually transforms like who a, you are. Yeah, like a seed that goes inside yeah. you and grows you into something. Okay, well this is what I'm hearing the Lord say right now. It is the day of demonstration. Whew. And that concept is of the demonstration of his power and of his liberation mm. that you, my friend, listening to this, are about to step into the ability to demonstrate the power of God. Yeah. That is incredible. Come on. Come on. that And you can feel the weight of God on that right yes. now. This is a now word of step into it now. We're not even prophesying the days of demonstration are coming. The word is the days of demonstration are here. Yes, that actually there is, 
you're not in the dark ages spiritually. Yeah. And I think you have to tell yourself that. I'm not impotent. I am not spiritually captive in the dark ages. Yeah. I am in the demonstration days of the kingdom of God on. on the earth. And you look, you got to hear what we're saying. If you don't speak that over yourself, if you don't, even as you are listening to this, say out loud, I was made to demonstrate him. There is, I think, unfortunately, a sense that you might lose it, uh, the fullness of who you're supposed to be and actually accidentally go back into waiting mode. Yes, totally. And I think waiting has become our great weakness and, yes. and, and our partnership with waiting. And you know, I think God says, actually, I'm waiting on you. Now demonstrate, demonstrate my power, demonstrate who I am, demonstrate the force of the spirit that I have put inside of you, demonstrate what Pentecost enabled, demonstrate what Pentecost brought to, to, to you as my people. And we've got to get out of that wrong yes. waiting. We have to get out of where our, our thoughts about waiting have become our captivity and into the days where we are acting according yeah, to demonstrating the power of God. Totally. And I'm fascinated by the fact that God doesn't just say to us as prophets, oh, you know, tell them it's the days of my power mm. um, or tell them it's the days where I'm moving yeah. or tell them it's the days of the intensification of my presence. And I think all of those things are accurate. Yeah. But when the Lord chooses to use the word demonstration, it really tips things into our hands. Oh, hang on a minute. I'm supposed to be a demonstrator of the kingdom of God. Yeah. Because I think when we say, oh, you know, send your presence, send your fire, it, it, it can become quite an observation sport rather than that sense of in my hands and through me will be demonstrations of yeah. the power of God. Now, the more you say, I am a demonstrator of the power of God, the more you are then set up by God to look for the opportunities. And I want to put some prayers in your mouth, my family, if we can, that go like this. I will end my powerlessness. Oh, come on. I will end my powerless version of Christianity. I will separate myself from my powerless Christianity. Mm. I will move away from cultural conditioning in the house of God that we accept our powerlessness. Mm. You're going to have to have that in your head. And I do think God is saying, you know, you are then dependent on other things apart from the power of God. Yeah. And the Lord is saying, watch as I bring a power surge to transform you and transform others through you. Mm. And the Lord says, I am dealing with the centuries of decline. I am dealing with the centuries of insular protectionism. I am dealing with the days of self-serving. And I am going to make you a demonstrator of my power in destitute times. Mm. You are going to be a demonstrator of my power in economic crisis. This is not going to be abstract or ethereal, but you are going to be one who shows by the miraculous what God can do. Mm. And he is going to move through you, but first he is going to move in you. And in the days where nations stumble, the Lord is saying that people will grab hold of you and say, 
I need the breakthrough that I see that you can provide through Jesus Christ mm. in my life. Well, I think we need to push this even further about the effect of powerless Christianity. I think powerless Christianity, if you stay in that place, you'll wither. And actually, that will yeah. not be a place of thriving anymore, that you thrive only living by power and living yeah. in the demonstrations of the power of the kingdom of God. And the kingdom yeah. of God is demonstrated by power. And in days where God is saying, I am obliterating, I am shaking, I am dismantling the kingdoms of this world. You've got to be one who is proclaiming continually by demonstrations of power, the reality of the kingdom of God. Yes, I think we could probably call this, we could be brave and call this episode demonstrate or die yeah. or demonstrate or wither. Yeah. That that actually it cannot be, I will just do what I've always done and be yeah. what I've always been. It really is that if you don't demonstrate the kingdom and allow the power surge of Christ through you, you do wither. Mm. Because, because we were made to be like Jesus. That's mm. the call. Jesus, the God of miracles. And we're right in Paul's concepts here where he says, um, I'm so delighted that my preaching, I'm paraphrasing, yeah. we're, we're not with wise words, but we're with demonstrations, demonstrations. of the Spirit's power. power. And it is that sense of, um, let, let us talk about medicine and physical sickness for a moment. It is not that that makes medicine wrong. And it's not that it makes, you know, t taking pharmaceuticals a, mm. a great sin. It's not that. It's just that God wants you to come to him first. It's first I seek the demonstrations of your power. Mm. And if I need surgery or an operation, uh, uh, fair play. But actually it's the, the sense of that my, my default setting, my first thought is you are powerful to transform. Yeah. My first thought is not, can I ring my doctor? My first thought is not, can I take a supplement? My first thought is not, how can I get a bank loan to make this happen? My first thought is not, you know, anything that is a practical solution. My first thought must be, and here's really where the change is. Here is where we're going to wither because we have to explain this. My first thought must be, his power is made perfect in my, my weakness. weakness. And actually, in my weakness, I don't try to find a, na a, a natural human solution. I try to find a demonstration of power solution. Mm. My business needs a breakthrough. Jesus, how do you want your power demonstrated? My workplace needs a breakthrough. Mm. Now, yes, there are practical solutions and we we, uh, we applaud those. Um, and we do bring the wisdom of God into, into situations. But I do think that our sin is not to go to the power of God first. Mm -hmm. And it's the first. That's what we're saying here. Actually, the power of God first. Oh, I, you know, th th this process in my work needs, um, a, you know, an administration solution because there's chaos. How about actually first, I just lay hands on my computer and I'm just declaring yes. the kingdom of God will be demonstrated here by power. That doesn't mm. then stop you from implementing a practical solution after. But you're saying here, actually, it's the first, what's your instinct? And our instinct yes. is... 
or we'll go to the power of God at the end. After I've, uh, you know, exhausted other options, almost like the power of God is our last resort. But we're now changing our instincts that when I speak to my friend and they say, I have a really sore head, I'm not like, oh, here's some paracetamol. My first is... Yes. Be healed in Jesus' name. And if they need medication, they do. Or in every situation. And actually, I think our instincts, our impulses, I believe that we are to be impulsive when it comes to demonstrating the power of the kingdom See, of God. I, I had a moment, and it's a, it, look, it's a very low-grade um, kind of a story. But, but let me share it just to show how it should be day-to-day. So... Um, I'm in a green room, lots of Christian speakers around me. We're doing a big old conference. There's a load of us there. We've preached for days and days. And I reach into it. I have a bit of a sore head. It's nothing particularly major. And um, I grab a couple of um, low-level painkillers out of my handbag. And I'm walking across the room to go and find some water. And in fact, it was Stephen Springer, my dear prophet friend, who's based in Dallas in, in Texas. And he said, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm just taking painkiller and find some water. He said, stop right there. And immediately he puts his hand on my head and he says, it is so simple. Yeah. It was just so simple. And he, <laughs> yeah. put his, his, he put his hand on my forehead and his hand on the back of my head, a hand front behind. And he just prayed a very sweet, kind, yeah. simple b- blessing. And he went to the power of God first. Now, I tell you what that did. Not only did that lift my headache, but he then, in acknowledging Christ as our breakthrough power and life source opened me up to something completely different. Now, would I have had the same effect in terms of my headache from the painkillers? Yes, I would. But he added into my life in that point a surging anointing of the Spirit of God where I didn't just get the headache lifted, I felt gloriously alive because my whole being had been opened up to the surging dynamism of the power of God. And not only did my headache lift, I felt emotionally, spiritually, physically, my whole frame, my whole being, body, soul and spirit felt dynamically alive because I sought first, or Stephen led me to seek first his kingdom. Mm. And I felt like, you know, Emma, you learned something in that yeah. moment. Not that taking a paracetamol, um, no, that's not what our American friends call them, but low-level painkillers. It's not that they're wrong, but you get the point there. You get the point that I am in a place where my default setting must be, God, show me your power. Mm. Show me your glory. Show me what you want to do. Default to that place. How do you want to bring a miracle into this situation? Mm. How do you want to be famous? How do you want to be glorious? God, um, you know, show your power. And it's a very different prayer from God, I have a need to God, show your power. Yeah, because God, I have a need puts you in the center. And I think, uh, and puts your need in the center rather than the power of God at the center. And I do think these days of demonstration, they are not just about your needs getting met. It's bigger than me. It's actually about me demonstrating the power of God in other people's lives 
as yes. well as in my own. Yes, it's about me getting healed, but it's about me bringing the healing power of God, the explosion of the power of God into other people's lives. And I think you have to get, if you want to partner with the days of demonstration, you have to get eyes that see beyond yourself. You have to be able to yeah. see beyond your needs. And I do believe that some of you are going to get healed, not as you contend for your own healing, but as you release healing into other people. I remember recently we were in a church service and I had a really sore back. I think I probably had slept on it in the wrong way yeah. or something. It wasn't, wasn't a big issue, but I was aware of it. And we actually brought people forward to be healed. And I was part of the ministry team. We were, yeah. we were releasing healing. And the minute I released healing to someone else who came forward, they had actually quite severe knee pain. As soon as they got healed, my back pain got healed as well, like that. Wow. Without anybody praying for me, without me asking for, yeah. for healing myself. And I think that is going to start to happen even for some some of our listeners, um, as you start to go and pray, rather than thinking, oh, I need to wait for my healing to come before I can release it to someone else, or I need to wait for my pain to go before, you know, me first, my, my, my miracle first. No, actually, as you become a source of the miracle working power of that explosion of the, the, the dynamite force of God for other people, as they get their miracle, whether it's healing or provision or restoration, whatever it may be, I think you'll also see see that 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 almost the, the overflow of that in your life and the lord is saying release my power to others and you'll see the power of god invade your, your I, own I, life too. i think in all of this jesus wants to be famous oh come on and we now have to ask more intelligent questions spiritually intelligent questions because in essence the demonstration of his power is about his fame and his yeah. glory and his name. So when we're in situations, Jesus, how do you want to demonstrate your power for your fame and your glory? Mm -hmm. And in our patheticness, we have not made him famous yeah. because we have no differentiation between ourselves and other faiths. So Samuel, my 14-year-old, he came home and uh, and uh, last week, and I said to him, um, uh, "Why why are you so you know glum and sad looking?" He said, "Oh, uh, my wee pal David won't talk to me." Um, I said, "Why won't David is his good friend? Why won't David talk to you?" He said, "Well, David had a sore knee. He'd had a football injury, mm -hmm. soccer injury, hurt his knee." And Samuel said to him, "I just immediately said, well, um, Jesus is powerful, so he'll fix that,' and." Samuel said, I didn't even get time to pray for him. All I said was, Jesus is powerful and he'll fix that. And the soccer injury healed wow. just in the decree that Jesus was powerful. And so David was so freaked out that he refused to talk to Samuel. Totally. So Samuel's like, Samuel, such an evangelist. He's saying, I wanted to lead him to Jesus. You of know, mommy, and now he won't even talk to me. So Samuel's waking up going, right, he is my yeah. target. I am going to find that boy. And, you know, I'm going to ram home the truth that, the, you know, but it it's just even the acknowledgement that Jesus is powerful 
it's like Jesus has been waiting for yeah. our acknowledgement that he's powerful. Yeah, <laughs> within seconds because no, he's given pre- space. Not, not he even rushes a prayer, in. Not even a lay yeah. on the hands. Not he even a, you know, you, know, uh, you know, Jesus is powerful. He can fix yeah. your knee. Oh, there it's fixed. Yeah, come on, listeners, say it out loud where you are. Jesus, Jesus is powerful. Jesus is powerful. Totally. Jesus is powerful. And it is the power of God coming back to the people of God. But let me tell you, the key word here is demonstration and demonstration or whether because if you don't do this how on earth do you make jesus compelling Mm. how do you make him famous how do you make him famous Mm. if you are powerless Mm. what have you got left you've got left intellect ideas you've got left your your traditions you've got left your culture if you don't have his radical life transforming power in your midst you will be boring. Is that too strong? Says the Lord. <laughs> Says no, the Lord. amen, I agree. <laughs> well, we bless you to just mull this over, but then to become this. And we will see you again on What the Prophets Say for another podcast with me, Emma Stark, and Mr. Sam Robertson. Till next time, friends. Yeah, see you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. You clearly ooze stamina. May I gently encourage you to jump over to our website, propheticscots.com, where you can download my e-course, The Prophetic Warrior, nine highly interactive sessions that will equip and train you to hear the voice of God with ease. Make sure that you subscribe and like and share this podcast. You don't want to miss all the things we have coming up for you.